Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 97 for September 13th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws from Mancrafting, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Rory May, The Dirty Smith, and Ryan Ridgely from Barnrat Studio. What is... I mean, I feel like we... Well, since we did the pre-show, I, I know how you guys are doing, so I'm not going to bother asking how you're doing. You're probably doing fine. Uh, let's ask what we're working on. What uh, what are you working on, Mr. Lutz? I am finishing up, I hope soon, a uh, personal project that I'm not doing a video for and everybody knows about. Uh, I introduced my daughter to the world last week. <laughs> and I built her a guitar and it's going to have a case with an amp and a stand and accessories and all kinds of stuff. And so that's what I'm – the guitar's done, the amp is done, some of the accessories are done. I'm working on the actual case itself. And um, then I'll figure out something to make a video with in a new project. But that's what I'm trying to do. This week's uh, – my agenda for the week is to finish this thing up and get it shipped off to Aspen. And uh, that's what I'm doing. Awesome. Also, do you have a light shining directly on your face because you look like a mime? Yeah, he's like uh, just a – all you can see are like his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> it's really creepy. It's like it. Well, I, I – oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go back into the light. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I was raising my hand so as not to overtalk, but I wanted to ask you if it was really necessary to call me creepy. If Hold on, was... wait, wait. Let me say that again. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as as he as he billows out his hair. Well, now that you're doing that, yes, it was more than necessary. Ah, okay, Tim. What are you uh, What are you working on? Um, I was also working on a guitar, uh, for Vectric. The, we talked about it a little bit last week, I think. Um, yes, we did. And, uh, I'm like, I'm super excited about this guitar and I can't wait to share the video, but I have to wait. There's like all these timing issues and stuff, you know? Uh, oh, that's better, Bill. Excellent. Um, so check these out. I'm just, I'm doing the Bill thing. This, this is another set of wings I made for the, the guitar that's like, um, oh, cool. 3D car. So that, so that's their, I don't know if you can see, that's their logo there. And then it's like a 3D carve, so it's in reverse on the back. And uh, just messing around. It's It's been a lot of fun. Uh, okay, Bill, I'll let you interrupt me since you're doing it so politely. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, since you're making so many different wings, and in the process, I'm sure, of your build, the possibility to screw one up is there. Mm-hmm. Could you, once you're finished, could you do a cover song of a Flock of Seagulls? Take these broken wings. That's not a flock of seagulls, but it's Mr. Oh, Mr. Well, whoever it is. Same thing. Sister, Mr., whatever. Can you oh, do Mr. that? Mr. Mr. And then um, Tupac did a cover of it. Did he? I think uh, I think it's Changes. I think Changes used that as oh, a loop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, yep. Yep. I don't know if I call it a cover, but yeah. He, well, it's he, like he sampled it. Yeah, That's I'm pretty sure it's Mr. Mr. Someone will correct us. Yeah, no, it's Mr. Mr. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Flock well, of Seagulls was in, I ran, I ran so far away, you know. And, and but, uh, but Bill has the hair for it, which is probably why he was thinking. Right. A little hairspray is in. Exactly. Um, but what I wanted to say, so I've been working on that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I wanted to say that 
uh, I've I mentioned before, you know, I'm going to Michigan next week and uh, to bring my marimba sculpture to art prize. And I have actual like information, like dates and times. Um, I will be at the Harris building in downtown Michigan. It's on division street. Just look up the Harris building on Wednesday, September 20th from four 30 to 8 PM at, uh, with the sculpture, there's going to be, uh, it's a Bosch sponsored, like press kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. and they said I could invite people. So anybody that's in the Michigan area, not that it's like a small area, you know, the entire area, Michigan, Ohio, wherever you live, come on. Upper up. Peninsula, wherever Upper, you, you know, are. Yeah, wherever you are. It's, it's only 12 hours away. So, but if you're anywhere near Grand Rapids, I'll be there that Wednesday. Then I will also be, I'll be out and about throughout the week there with, with my wife and my son, Vance. Unfortunately, Madeline won't be there. She's at college. But I, but I wanted to make sure I had specific times that I'd be at the Harris building with the sculpture to make sure I could meet people and hang out. And I wanted to be there on a weekend day. I have to leave on Saturday, but I'm going to be there Saturday afternoon as well. September 23rd from noon till at least two, I'll be at this building at the Harris building with my sculpture before I have to hit the road. So Wednesday, the 20th, 430 to eight Saturday, September 23rd, 12 to two, at least Harris building, Grand Rapids, Michigan, hanging out with my sculpture. I'm Which really building was it that. again? The Harris building. Okay. Did I, say right. it, did I say it eight times or seven times? Cause I was, you only said it 15 times. No, I, I'm sure, uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone's, you know, Everyone's going to be like, wait, what was the name of the building? That's what, that's what the, I was trying to. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, I was trying exactly. to ingrain it. So, right. uh, so I'm just like, I'm like really excited about that because I've gone to like some of the woodworking shows and this and that. And yeah, I was just as a as a person like going to, to to hang out with other people and stuff. And I'm just like excited about this to be like there. An exhibitor. Like an exhibitor. Yeah. I mean, I've done like the, I, I've done the a mini maker fair here. I'm doing another one as an exhibitor. But this is like, because it's like out of state. And it's like this thing. I'm like really excited about it. Yeah, um, this is awesome. Yeah. That's somewhat like uh, your Vegas trip coming up too, right? Yeah, but I'm not going to have t- – I don't know too much about that yet, but I am going to Vegas in October for this this Vectric um, user group meeting where I'm doing a presentation. And, and it's I don't know if I'm going to have time – like I know the event's already sold out. So, uh, but I, I'm going to try and figure out some way to, to, you know, see if I can figure out a place and a date and time. Maybe I can talk to, to our boy out there, Mr. Lavolsi, and see if we could even, you know, schedule something. If, uh, to, that would be great. You know, try to set a, schedule a, a, like a hangout with me and Bill or something, you know. Um, okay. I'm not trying to interrupt, but I may, if you see a flash of light and everything goes dead, there's a thunderstorm or something rolling in over I the top of it. my house yeah yeah <laughs> i'm watching outside my garage door going wow it's got all dark and gray and flashes and mr sure phil and i'll be fine without you so yeah phil, we'll um, survive yeah. yeah what are you up to phil uh if we're talking about travel schedules um i will be in north carolina in october uh i think i'm going the the 12th to the 17th so mm-hmm. i'm working during the day but night times i'm around if there's Anybody who's anywhere near Greensboro. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, there's like this cool sports bar next to my hotel, which would be really cool. So that would be fun. Because uh, you want like to a car. <laughs> What's that? Because you want to have a car with you, right? No, I will not have a car. Also, <laughs> I am not driving around, you know, North Carolina. Cause... While drinking because it's responsible to not Right. Drive. Oh, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Mostly because yeah. I'll be doing the drinking. Uh, yeah. So that's where I'll be. Uh, what am I working on? I just put out a video this afternoon um, about a CNC table, but also about the CNC that uh, that I met up with Tim to get. So that was um, that was a fun one. Hey, did you get the software up and running for that yet? Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> Do we have to mention VCarve? Is that why you're saying that? No, I'm just curious. 
Oh yeah, no, I got it up and running. I got yeah. it up and running maybe ten minutes after they sent the email. So yeah, didn't yeah, um, didn't you use that in your video? Uh, yes, I did. That's I did. Uh, the, the first thing that I printed out with the uh, with the uh, with the CNC was my kids' names, and I did mm-hmm. that in VCarve Pro. And, and, and so I have to, anybody I have to... that would have watched your video would have known that. Is that correct? <laughs> Why do you have to do that to him? <laughs> Tell um, me. Uh, well, no, actually, he he might have done it other ways, but uh, he didn't explicitly show the logo of the company. <laughs> Should I have? No, no, no. But um, uh, the very first thing I cut on that same machine was the Vance Maker logo. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, so I laughed when I saw that, too. I was like, of course, it's the first thing you put is your yeah. kids' names. Yeah. Great minds. Also, I figured out how to do text before I learned how to do shapes. It's so. a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> I did the V and the circle. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, but then I did um, like a Spider-Man thing that I kind of – I post on Instagram. I didn't do a video of I it, but maybe it. I should. I saw, I saw the Instagram, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I mixed sort of the way that I did painted graphics – with the CNC. So I took a piece of plywood, I sprayed it red, mm-hmm. then I put masking tape down, then I let the CNC carve out the Spider-Man, and then didn't peel the tape and sprayed black, so everywhere that's V turns black, you peel the whole thing off, and then I cut it out on the bandsaw, and then sanded it up real nice, and then you got a, a Spider-Man head. So that was... I, that was I, I believe that was a conversation where I, I mentioned that if you'd actually done some webbing on there, you could have used silver spray paint. For the you did, you did mention that. I chose yes. to ignore it. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking right now at it. It's uh, it's very cute, very cool. I see it. Yeah. It's great. So you did the same way you do your multi layer paintings. You did that exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's excellent. It's excellent. In fact, that might be a good segue into. Are we doing that? Or the topic? Is it, uh, I guess. Are we ready? Uh, yes. Well, should we kind of let folks know that we're semi topically inclined? Um, Uninclined, uninspired. It's not so much the name of the topic that we're going to be talking about as as it is. We're just going to give you some amazing stuff to keep. We're going to fill your brain holes with nuggets. Darn it, you guys! (laughs) But Bill's nuggets. Sure, you guys aren't poets because the wordsmith (laughs) playing here is just yeah out of this. We are going to give you. Stuff. So open up your brain tank, bro. You're going to get some 99 octane info here. (laughs) Talladega Nights. Actually, uh, that's how I met your mother, I think. (laughs) Well, that's good that you two finally disagreed on something that a movie was. But I was going to say, here's here's Austin. There it is. I'm getting a little nervous. (laughs) Wow. but well, here is something. Uh, here's, if you want to go into your desk and record from there, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, it'll be in the bathtub. <laughs> so if we're if we're going to be giving tips, I'm going to give a tip that is not related to making, but it's a real tip. And because I work for an airport, it exists. And this tip is that I notice that kids that soup up their Hondas and you know they make their little uh, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel movie cars, you know whatever you call those yeah. slideraters. Anyway, they will come to the airport and they will buy Avgas, which is high high octane for airplanes but it can actually run in your car because of the high octane and they'll use that so if you have if you're one of those guys with the little honda that sounds like a pissed off bumblebee and you want to go fast in it find yourself some avgas because it's like 112 octane or something like that how much is it a gallon it's expensive it's like five bucks a gallon here yeah five something a gallon because i was thinking Hmm. about burning my truck on that because i might boost my that's a good idea yeah clean out the pistons that's a good idea oh yeah but that's not jet fuel 
No, no, no. 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 Avgas so is props. not jet fuel. Different. Jet fuel, jet fuel is actually, it's not flammable. No. You could throw a match into it and it would put it out. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's more like diesel is. It, it takes a lot of high compression and heat and everything to make something happen. You can't just burn it. Yeah. But if you throw a match in a puddle of diesel, it will ignite. No, it will not. Really? Nope. I did not Do not that. try this experiment at home, folks. On the off uh, chance he's wrong. N- no, he's nobody right. is. Nobody's recommending anything, yes. Yeah, you got um, But I can tell you, either way, wouldn't it be fun? Yeah, exactly. You could bathe in it, light yourself on fire, and you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even do anything. So Take just, care of all that acne. Just give it a shot. Well, you know, they got the suntan lotion, that stuff, the copper tone. Hey, diesel fuel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> Here's another one for you, uh, now that we're talking about doing silly things. Uh, heating oil and diesel fuel are the exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, they're colored differently because one is subsidized and one isn't. And if the police ever catch you with uh, heating oil in your diesel gas tank, you will get in some huge trouble. Yeah, but that means well, that they have to actually take a sample out of your tank. Yeah, they just I put guess. a dipstick in. It's red, yeah. so right. or whatever. Diesel is So c- is one more expensive than the other? Yes. Yeah. Heating oil is like half the price. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't want to burn – you wouldn't want to buy diesel to put in your heating no. oil tank. No, that would no. be a real – last chance like you know you run out and everything's closed kind of a thing maybe but um you all right there is it your roof caving in no it's another uh lightning in the hail oh it's hail huh well it's kind of fun get ready for the rapture i guess it's come it well it sounds great in the podcast so yeah i love hearing the thunder (laughs) It you sounds know. like we're doing like one of those like 1940s serials yeah. on the radio. Right. <laughs> War of the Worlds. It's, world, yeah. world. it's yeah. weird because it's right over the top of my house and it's slow moving, so it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. When like I lived podcast. in Utah, <laughs> yeah. When I when I lived in Utah, I had never seen lightning bolts until I moved there. I mean, lightning out here is flashes. It's not. It's like sheet lightning, I guess they call it. Mm-hmm. But when I moved to Utah, you could watch a thunderstorm roll in over the desert and actually see the bolts of lightning hit the ground way out in the desert and stuff. I would wow. go out in my lawn chair in front of my house and watch and drink beer while watching these thunderstorms roll in. And it's pitch black. The wind is howling. People thought I was nuts. I just thought it was cool because I'd never it is cool. it is seen very anything cool. like that. Yeah. I, I would have joined you. Yeah, me yes. too. I love watching lightning. Yeah. But then you live the there a few years too. and it gets old and cold and, you know. Whatever. I like it. Okay, um, um, let's let <laughs> let's get to some actual helpful yeah. tips. So, so um, the okay. I, the idea of this is that we didn't really have a topic, and and I didn't really have because I have all these like these projects I've been working on that are kind of long form. I can't release any of the videos, so I, I wanted to make a, a shop tip video to post on my channel on Sunday, but I didn't have enough ideas. <laughs> so we thought that we would see if we could kind of get some, and not just like typical shop tips. We're trying to see if we can really pull some some nuggets out, some some of Bill's nuggets, some of these like little things that we do that we don't really think about that you might find useful. And right. Um, so I was gonna. S- we- Let me just start real real quick, unless you had something else. Okay. I, I was just going to say a lot of this, though, is stuff that happens. <laughs> it's stuff that happens, though, when you don't think about it. So, I mean, I am having a little bit of trouble of trying to think about it because uh, a lot of these things everybody does, they don't even know it automatically when they're when they're in the middle of a build. And then if I make a video, somebody will watch it and they'll say, hey, thanks for that tip doing that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that is a little bit outside the norm. So we're going to we're going to try and wing it and think of these things as we go. 
Let, right, let me that's... tell you how little I'm worried that you will figure out something to say, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am not concerned yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so here's my, here's my very first one that I discovered on a, on a lark a couple years ago. Is that, what, well, what color is wood? It's various shades of brown. And what color is your pencil? Various shades of gray or brown. They're very similar. Colored pencils for making lines, cut lines, on your wood. Like if you're using dark walnut and you're using a regular graphite pencil, you can barely see that line. If you use a, a pink pencil, you see it clear as a bell. Color, keep a couple colored pencils in your shop. Hmm. This is perfect. You guys are right. Once you say something, I can add to it. Because what I do, especially on darker woods, is I will use painter's tape to just put a piece yeah. of painter's tape down. Then and then I'll, I'll make my measurement marks on that. And you cut right through it on the saw or whatever. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. I and like it also that. will help a little bit of chip out, too, potentially. I mean, it doesn't hurt, that's for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll use it like as for layout lines. So, like, if you're doing a cross cut on your saw, you can... Put a piece of tape on there and approximately where you're going to measure. Then make a measurement. Make your one little mark. Throw it through. You can use that same piece of tape over and over again. It gets smaller after each cut, of course. But Well, you know what? That's There you go. We're (laughs) rolling right back to when I'm using. If I tape something up, like say I have like four pieces of wood I want to cut at the same time. I run a piece of tape around them so they stay still. And then I cut them. And then I take that piece of tape off. Yeah, gang cut them, right? And then I take that piece of tape off and I wrap it around the handle of my mallet and I save it for the next time I need to do it. Why throw the tape away? Boom! Nice! I don't know. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I do use that uh, that painter's tape thing for the, for the marking because I do find it easier to see and to write and calculations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always get this question because for some reason painter's tape is green in Canada instead of blue. Yeah. So people see that in my videos and they're like, what kind of tape do you use? Because I don't... My tape doesn't work that well. I'm like, it's just colored different. It's the same yeah. tape. It's no, 3M. Tell, tell them it's way better. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's way I was going to say, there's there's a green painter's tape called frog tape, and it's super yeah. expensive. Yeah. Super expensive. That's probably that is, why people are like, oh, Phil, you're just throwing that money like it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. I have seen that. It is a little bit more, but I just use the 3M stuff from Home Depot. Yeah. All right, Phil, you're next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just did it. Like, uh, I just finished okay. that one. No, so I use the green tape. No, uh, when I built my bench, <laughs> I keep. I, you know what? Here, here's one that I use, and you guys are gonna hate me for this one, but I use zip ties to organize all of my uh, my power tools that are hand powered, and like so, whenever I put up the or whatever I. When I bunch up the cords, I zip tie, zip tie them together so that the cords don't get all over the place. And then uh, and then when I clip them off, I put them in the recycling. So. Hmm. I don't hate you for that because I do that too, but only on long-term stuff that's stored. Right. Yeah. Cable management it. and yeah. long-term stored stuff. It's it's more like infrequently used tools. Not your palm sander. No, like, the palm sander right. I'll just wrap around the head or whatever, but – but things, they make like, things that I that. use less frequently, like my belt sander, for example, and that's getting put up onto the up the shelf. That's getting zip tied, and there's a I bunch that, of things. I wonder if that fancy green tape of yours would do the job just as well. I I don't like the residue that at least sometimes it leaves like a residue if it gets really hot or whatever. I don't I don't like yeah. sticky cords. Yeah, yeah. So and, zip okay. t- and I use the smallest zip tie you can get, so it's a lot, very little plastic, and then it's going in the recycling anyway. Um, what about the old sandwich bags, the little metal 
You can buy, almost like pipe cleaners. You can you buy about twist ties, twist ties, yeah. and you can. And I have, I get those sometimes when you buy a new tool. They use those big, heavy, long ones to yeah. package it and save those. I have a whole bunch of those. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, I just buy a pack of a thousand zip ties every two years, and I'm good. And that's so, really. And how much plastic is in there? It's like one gallon milk jug, right? Maybe if that much. If that much. Yeah, yeah. maybe something. So it's like really that, not the end of the world, you know. No, it's not a lot, but it does really help to keep things organized. I, I you know, uh, even my hot glue gun, I find it helps. Hmm. So I, uh, uh, you mentioned palm sander, and I may have mentioned this before, but one of the things I've done with every one of them, maybe not my festival when I start using it, but I will epoxy the vacuum piece to the back of it because that allows you to hold it by that. Um, mm. when you're sanding and it doesn't pop off. You know what I'm talking about where the vacuum hose yeah, goes? Yeah, it always falls that, off. That little piece, yeah. it always comes off. Epoxy yeah. that sucker right on there so it doesn't fall off and then you can actually use that to hold when you're sanding and it, it's so much less vibration on your hand than trying to do it from the top down. You'll see me do it in all my videos because that's just how I hold it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. I like yep. that. Tim? Uh, here's one for people that weld, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm convinced, convinced that my auto darkening helmet is watching me when I'm grinding and I'm not welding, and is going dark, 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 right all the time from the grinding sparks. Because I have mine always set to the most sensitive level, so sometimes it'll it'll go dark even from just like a spark, uh, and I'm convinced it's wearing down the battery. So I throw my shirt, my welding shirt. I always have a long sleeve shirt there. Keep that over the mask so the mask isn't being affected by the light in my shop as I work to save the battery in my welding mask. Does Out of curiosity, does it have a knob on the side to turn it off and on? No, it's the cheap one. It's just always on. My my Mine is the cheap one too, I believe, and it does have a, the knob that the sensitivity. It's like a it's like Well, a, yeah, it has a sensitivity, but it doesn't turn it off. Yeah, it does. If you go oh, all the does. way to the lowest setting, it'll click just like a volume knob on an old radio. It's a it's a potentiometer. Oh, really? So it will actually click. Yeah. I can't believe I... I've actually used the word potentiometer in a sentence that was. And you real. didn't say orator at the end of it. That's right. Yeah, potentiometer. potentiometer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it will turn check. off. Yeah, because I, I, I try with my old one, the one that the battery died. It didn't do that, but I'll have to check. Maybe my new one does. I'll check that out. I got it at Harbor Freight. Is, yeah, does it have the little solar panel on it too? No solar panel. Well, it has if the, look the at sensor. The, the sensor runs. Yeah, the, if you look on the front of it, I think it's actually yeah, like solar glass. powered. Yeah, it's it's got a little that's solar. The, that's just the, that's what reads the light, isn't it? I thought it was. I thought it was like a little solar powered thing too. That mm. I think the, somehow From the Harbor light Freight? actually. I don't know. Mine has blue flames. I thought it was cool. Oh, no. Well, yours is already better than mine because the blue flame one was on the top shelf. I got the one on the bottom shelf. It's all black. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't spend it's it. It's a $5 difference. I wasn't yeah. spending 5 bucks on flames. Let me tell you that. Worth <laughs> every penny. <laughs> but the battery's been lasting on this one. So. All right. Mm. We lost Bill again. Maybe it's because of the rain. Uh, nope. He's, getting he's showing blue. us his blue flames. Yeah. No, that's just the thing that breathes the light, I believe. But this... If that that actually, I heard a click. If that actually turns that off, that makes it worth the extra five bucks because mine is just—it's a one-time. And then, and I was so upset when my dad was like, "Oh, replace the battery," and you just can't—you can't replace the battery without breaking it. This is adjustable too. From like, it'll say grinding, which is down to six, all the way up to thirteen is for welding, and then depending upon what you use in between. Unless I'm. Mine's not that accurate. I always keep like, mine at the darkest anyway, and I don't use the for grinding. I never use a welding mask, but 
Yeah, yeah, who does? But yeah, mine is just a sensitivity. It's just like sensitivity. It doesn't have any settings. Just It's just a completely open circuit, 0 to 10. Oh, I bet you it clicks. No, it doesn't. I bet but. you it could. I wait. Let's wait here while you go to the shop and get I'll it. I'll go drive to the shop, and I'll bring yeah. it over to Bill's house, and we'll, we'll compare. Let's compare. Yeah. <laughs> or we can move on. We're, we're, yeah. just, we're trying to give Phil some time to come up with his turn. No, I came up with one. Okay, oh. so at the very beginning, when I first started whatever the hell this is, um, I needed a stationary sander. And so sometimes, you know, we take like our random orbit and we put it in the vise and, mm-hmm. you know, that's how we sort of get something stationary. Well, I picked up this Craftsman belt sander and uh, and I sort of built around it a table that lets it work like an edge sander. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so like it had a platform and basically like I sort of, I, at the time I had a scroll saw, so I scrolled out the pattern of... I guess whatever it was, the exhaust port on the other side. So in that way, it was. I got it to lie perfectly ninety degrees to this table, and then I was able to have like you know a stationary sander where I could sort of just you know do c- curves and stuff. So like, there's no real limit basically. Like you know, you get all those comments from people. Well, if I had a hundred thousand dollars worth of tools, I could do that too. You know, there's answers to all of these things. Like yes, you you can't do you know, like uh, curve sanding with $10 worth of tools. But maybe an extra 20 bucks, and you could figure out, you know, an alternative. You don't need a stationary sander. You can make mm-hmm. one. You know, one of, one of the things I I think I did it in the ice pick video, uh, I got some flack for it, but I'll, I'll still continue to do it. Same same theory is, is I put my 7-inch angle grinder in the vise, and then mm-hmm. I'll use another clamp to pull the trigger and hold it yeah. and use it as a flat... Uh, sort of like a bench grinder, but it's it's a, a vertical, mm-hmm. right? And use that f- with a, like a big flap disc or something on there to grind metal to clean things up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah similar. I, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I use I use Phil's zip ties to hold the trigger down when I do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that reminded me of your video that you did, Bill, of the angle grinder hack where you set up the yeah the little, oh yeah the little, the little table for it. You on yeah. Bill Lutz's channel. Uh, there's a William Lutz. It is on. Ooh. Zip. I think William it is William. On, on Go YouTube, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a video where you have this great, very simple wood thing that you clamp your angle grinder into to make it like a little bench top grinder. Bench, yeah. bench top grinder, yeah. But a vice works as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not all I ever do. I just clamp it in the vice. But uh, but yours is like you can actually put a fence on it and put a straight edge and stuff. So if you needed to do something a little more accurate than just sort of cowboying up to an angle grinder clamped into a, you know, and yeehaw and stick a metal against it, you know. Yeah, that'll work, right? That is some cowboy woodworking. And if anybody doesn't have a name for their channel yet, that's probably a pretty cowboy good one. Cowboy woodworking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about changing mine to that. <laughs> I've seen, that. I've seen, I've not used, I've seen a gas-powered angle grinder. Oh. And it's a monster of a thing, and it's used in construction of some sort. But it's an actual angle grinder that's like a weed whacker. Yeah. Saying, oh, man. It's Can not used for concrete polishing as an edge... No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. No, this was actually, it was an angle grinder that had like a cutting disc on it. Okay. um, But it was gas powered and it was huge. I mean, this guy cut through like a a light pole size piece of beam. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. They make cool stuff. I saw a gas powered circular saw. Yep. Yeah. Like a regular seven inch or whatever. It looked older, but that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, that's where we start playing with our, our weed whackers that are gas-powered and turning them into – upcycling them into useful tools. You know, my, tools. 
my buddy, the landscaper, he's not a landscaper anymore, he's a musician, and he finally doesn't have to landscape, good for him. Um, but he had this thing, we used to call it the kill stick, and it was exactly that. It was a like basically a weed whacker, but it had this spinning like five-inch saw blade on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he kept running out of, because uh, he kept running out of spool of wire for the weed whacker? So he put no, it was for disc. like, for like clearing a lot you could cut like yeah. i think you could cut like trees up to two inches in diameter like all that you know wow. if you just leave a lot unattended for a year how right. that just gets and you Rush. can't go in there with a weed whacker you know but and like you know some guys have heavy equipment to just go drive over but he didn't he's had a pickup truck full of tools and and that was his to clear a lot it was this so when i bought my first house it was a foreclosed home so the whole yard looked like that and he's like oh here use this i'm like all right <laughs> you know and so i fire the thing up and then very timidly started hacking away at stuff. And then I started getting a little comfortable and cocky. And then I started putting holes in the side of my garage. <laughs> <laughs> then I got timid again. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Ventilation. Ventilation yeah. is very important. Speed yeah. holes. Speed hole. That garage is fast. <laughs> that was Simpsons, not Talladega Nights. No, I wasn't even known that that was anything. I, yeah. But I was gonna. Say, I, I thought you were gonna say you made some kind of a gas-powered guitar. And no, not yet. If you haven't thought of that, not yet. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, here I'll give you another one I have for my video on Sunday, um, which is still gonna be short because I don't think I'm gonna start epoxying. Uh, all my dust collection stuff to my tools. I don't know which one to start with. <laughs> Maybe I'll fake it. Um, the uh, now you got sirens. Is everything all right there? Yeah, honestly. <sighs> it's, it's the East Bay of California. It's not all right. It's never all right. It's why I'm moving. Oh, okay. Okay, shop tip, East Fair Bay enough. California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not live there. Yeah. Um, this is one I, I've mentioned many times. Uh, multiple locations for tools. If you, Even if your shop is small. Like, everybody, they, they put their hammers in the hammer drawer, and they put their screwdrivers in the screwdriver drawer. And it, inevitably, when you need a screwdriver, you're not next to the screwdriver drawer. You're on the other side of the shop, so you have to walk back. If you have more than one screwdriver, why not put them in more than one location? So while I do have drawers that I keep tools in, I also, like, if I have three pairs of vice grips, I don't keep them all in the pliers drawers. I have one in, like, every furthest possible point of my shop. So if I need a pair of vice grips, I don't have to trudge all the way back to the vice grip drawer. And I just, that to me is just common sense, but I, a lot of people don't do that. They always have to sort of OCD it almost and like put them all in. But I love having them spread around. Like I have a tape measure everywhere I go. Go, Bill. Well, I was just going to say, I don't think Phil and I could actually call what we have to do to retrieve a screwdriver trudging because it's literally three steps across my garage. So I think a smaller garage, you don't have to do that because I have a, a bench on one side of my garage that's got pegboard. 90% of everything I use is either on that bench or hung on the wall in no particular order. But it's, it's, and, and I stand on that side of my actual workbench that I use for a workbench. So I'm like, I'm, I don't even turn around sometimes. I just reach back and know about where something is, pick it up. I don't have to have them all over the garage because it's just too small. There's, there's, there's no purpose to that. I don't, I don't, I agree with Bill. I don't trudge anywhere in my garage, but I do, <laughs> but I do have three tape measures that I keep in three specific spots in the garage. So wherever I am, one by a the tape table measure saw. right there. Yep. One yeah. by the, yeah. Yeah. Well, table saw, the tool wall, and then by the drill press. Yeah. Now here's something somebody saw in one of my videos that thought it was a tip and it's something I've been doing for years and I have, um, they're super cheap. You can get them at Harbor Freight, home, any of the box stores. Uh, is the 36 inch rule, like an aluminum rule. Mm -hmm. And I have two of those and I leave them 
Usually it's on my work surface. Instead of a tape measure, 99% of the time, I'm using the rule. I don't know why somebody said, that's so genius. It's so much easier to pick that up. It's right in front of you. You see it. It's not small like a tape measure. You set it down, forget where you put it. It's right there on the bench. I use it for lines. I use it for measuring. Because most of the measurements we make while we're building are of these Within. smaller. Yeah. Yeah. So I you don't know. know. That's a style thing probably, you know, because I know Jimmy's got his special tape measure holder thing that he whips that thing out like it's it's yeah. always there on his side at all times. I'm left-handed. Um, it's, it doesn't work that way for me, and so are you. Yeah. You know, it's a tape <laughs> measure on the wrong side, you know. Well, he but, built a case for it, so it could probably be built yeah. for either side. That but anyway, for, just yeah. a 36-inch rule. I have two of them, and they are – now one is on the workbench I'm working on, and one is on my storage bench, I, I guess you would call it, behind me. But I do have two. And I that's use them a, all the time. That's a fantastic idea. I have an 18-inch one that I keep on my bench, but it's a flat, flat one, like flat tool steel or spring steel. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's I too flat. a bunch of those, too. Right? It's too flat. You can't. And then I have my thicker one, that's the aluminum one, is, is a sheet rocker. It's T-square, like a 48-inch. Right. And it's too big. 36 inches, the perfect size to leave laminate. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, even at the big box, they're like five bucks, if that. Not if even. They're not, you can get them. Yeah, like yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good money spent. But I can tell you this. Don't. Here's another tip. Don't clean them with acetone because you'll take all those measurements right off. It's just printed on. <laughs> yeah. Then you have a really nice piece of aluminum. <laughs> yeah, that is a good tip. Yeah. And it's probably cheaper yeah. than buying the aluminum in stock, <laughs> honestly. Uh, actually, it is. It's, it's weird how – I, I, I was surprised how inexpensive they are. I made a jig from uh, SDM Custom. He also makes guitars on YouTube. And mm -hmm. uh, he came up with this jig idea of using these two of those 36-inch rulers. Oh, because the neck expands Because the neck is a slight yeah. angle. And so it was like, genius. So I made one of those. I, and so I went and I bought two of those at, at Harbor Freight. And I think I paid a buck fifty for each of them. Yeah. And yeah. it's a 36-inch by 1-inch by 8-inch piece of aluminum. Don't don't forget there are different kinds of aluminum, right? And you're paying. Well, it's you're it's getting, definitely the cheapest kind. It's, sure. the che it's like it's, it's mush. Like you could yeah, basically yeah, yeah. drill through it with your tooth. But uh, – but it works what it you know whatever it's for it's it's I mean you're not getting sixty sixty one aluminum you're getting whatever this is this is it's like mm. uh, yeah alcan. that acetone I think actually etched the aluminum a little bit yeah exactly well. <laughs> I think you anodized it <laughs> I anodized it yeah uh, my tip actually kind of goes with that one like I don't have uh, a T square like one of those sheetrock tools uh, so what I do is I take my little speed square. And then I butt it up against the rule, and then mm -hmm. I've, oh, I've got a guaranteed 90. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, another tip is you can actually get a T-square that's not for sheetrock. You can get it from the craft store, and I think it's used for – Anyway, I have one that's only – yeah, it's like – It's plastic. only 24 inches long. Yeah. It's not plastic. It's aluminum with a plastic head on it. Okay. But it's like a mini T-square. You can find those, and I use that quite often because hmm. while a – Sheetrock T-square is awesome because it is 48 inches long That's and it's so got big. all the measurements. It is it is a monster. I don't even know where not. the T is for mine, honestly. I just use it as a, like, you know. I have one that doesn't have the T on it, yeah. too. This is just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a T-square for most woodworking. I was going to show us because it's audio. We believe you. Were you a liar in a former life? Look, see, here's the one without the handle on. This is not actually... Uh, the the sheetrock one, but here's the cute little. Yes, that is a good one. Yeah, it's a drafting yeah, tee, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like 24 yeah. inches, I guess. Yeah, you know, Bill handy. was the guy when you came over to his house, grabbed you by the hand, and rushed you up to his room and said, "You got to see my room." Yeah. yeah, actually, I rushed you out to the garage. I didn't want anybody seeing my room because I never made the bed. 
But you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah. And I do I'm like saying. to hold hands, and I like to hug. Yeah, yeah. we know that. exactly. Long story short, don't go to Bill's house. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it puts which, the lotion um, in the basket. Here's a tip. If you're a nice enough person, people will come to your house. And I have Mr. Marcus Hoffman at the end of the month that's coming up to spend a few days, which oh, nice. is going to be fun. Yeah. Nice. I love how your house is so much of a destination that you actually have your schedule. Looks like my October is filling up, gentlemen. So <laughs> yeah. It's like Air Bill and D. That's right. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'll like be here all week. Yeah. But I'm bummed. Tip, don't Actually, forget to tip you your waitress because you're going to be in Michigan all week. So that's, I'll be there that's on next true. week. Yeah. 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 Oh, here's, a, here's another one. Uh, a quick one. Um, I have a piece. You know, when you cut a four by four, if you're using it, there's always like about I, I don't know. Every time I've ever used a four by four, I, there's 12 inches of it I don't need at the end. Right. There's <laughs> always seven feet I need, not eight. Um, I just drilled a bunch of holes into a, a couple. I have two of them actually on my bench now. I just drilled random sized holes in them, and they sit on my bench. And I stick pencils and, and screwdrivers and stuff in there. Um, just cheap, easy tool holder. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I need a pencil. Just pull it out of this four by four. You know, this this is awesome. I love this is a good idea because everything you can think of, I've done something differently. Um, if you take that twelve inch piece of four by four and you mm-hmm. cut it diagonally, you have two triangle pieces that are yep. now chocks that you can use for your car. Ah, very nice. Very nice. And you find your car slips out of your driveway? No, but if you're if, if supposedly if you when you work on your tire. car and you jack it up, anytime you ever do that, yeah, you yeah, should yeah, chalk no, the wheels. Fine, yes. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That's good. I and you know, my my previously I never wanted to build a miter station and so I just put those two scraps of four by I used to keep all of them. I had like eight of them on my table with my miter saw because that's how high most miter saws are three and a half right. inches off the ground. So uh, I would just have them. And whenever I needed, I just pull a four by four out and put it wherever I needed it, you know, move it to the length that I needed it and stuff. And then I started drilling holes in them to stick my, my ice picks and pencils in. So. <laughs> okay. I have another tip. Go. Um, when I'm doing the step stools, like I paint and I do multiple coats of paint and in between the coats, obviously they need some dry time, but I figured out real quick that I don't want to keep running into the house to wash the roller or the brush. So I take one of those little Ziploc sandwich bags and I put the brush or the roller in it and then I sort of put an elastic around and then and then it stays it stays good for a long, long time. Yeah, it's a great one. Or you can even if you have the the, the if you use like the smaller rollers, like the, the if you buy the paint in the one gallon cans and you're using the three and a half inch rollers, just mm-hmm. pull them off and just leave them in the paint bucket. You leave them in there until the paint bucket's empty. Yeah, but I use yeah. the one quart paint. I don't go through that much paint. So I buy quarts. Right. Do you use the the like the surgical gloves at all? Yes. Because you can actually pull if you're using the brush, you can just yeah. pull the glove off over the brush. And That's what I do. Use, yeah, yeah. I use the glove well, to actually like a, seal it the same way the plastic uh, the sandwich bag does. In the regular bristle brushes yeah. too. I'll like I'll paint mm-hmm. and I'll just I'll I'll cup the the brush, the wet paint in my gloved hand, pull the glove off inside out over the glove. Correct. And then just put a little piece like of that, that, that fancy green tape. I don't like that. Not even a little bit. Because I use those gloves all the time. I put them back on afterwards. And you I don't want paint on, all over them. Right side in. I don't, I don't want paint oh, all over Oh, so you glove. actually reuse the surgical gloves more than... Yeah, until they get too gross to use. Yeah. Well, like what, I, use, I find that if you try and use them a second time, I'll, my hand will go right through them. Really? No, I get decent I the ones. I get ones. the nitrile ones. No, I get the nitrile ones. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the real thin blue rubber Mine are, surgical they're gloves. blue. I don't know how thin they are. I don't listen. I don't know how muscular your you know, hands maybe, are. I was going to say, maybe if you, have, 
You I, have I daintier hands than I do. That I must have it. daintier hands because I can use yeah. mine four or five times. I, I destroy them almost every time I use them. I don't know what hey, I do wrong. You know, people with dainty hands can become very important people. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, thank you for that permission, Bill. <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't know what that means, but I don't know what that means either. <laughs> Let's ask the next co-host of the podcast what he thinks. <laughs> Though Izzy probably doesn't have dainty hands either. So. No, I'm sure. I'm oh, sure I've, I've uh, trust me, oh, he does not me. have dainty hands. <laughs> gripping a bunch of bananas when you shake his hands. Uh. Yeah. You know, surprisingly, who has monster bear paws? And Andrew Aragon actually said that he has monster bear paws is Jimmy DeResta. Yeah, I could see that. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he has these bear paws of hands. You can just tell when he shakes your hand, your hand is being shook. Well, he's been he's been earning a living with him since he was like eight years old. I mean, that's kind of what I, happens. I, I, it doesn't I know. dictate hand size. It does, though. Sure, it, it does. You know, like my that's- my hands are. It's just Fairly like it's just like any muscle on your body. The more you use them, you're going to have more beefier. Yeah, but the beef. Where's the beef, Phil? Like it's like the brainerator, then you know, right? It's build a, yeah, brainerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You build up muscles in your handerator. Yeah. I think I think my next video is going to be a Lutz inspired video. It's just going to be like <laughs> me looking into the camera for some reason, surprised that people are watching it. Oh hey! Oh, oh hey! Oh hey! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I pressed the record button. (laughs) You're welcome. That's all I have to tell you now in advance. You're welcome. Listen, it's a shtick. It's your shtick. It works. You know what I mean? It's like Jimmy's fast forward. Everybody just knows. If you're looking at the camera and you're surprised, it's Bill's video. Yeah. I, it's, it's, you know what? It's how I start. It's, it's my little prep thing. You know, some guys go, mwah, mwah, and they do that voice exercises and things. I don't You know do what that. they do, though? Just... They cut that out when they're recording, when they're editing. <laughs> yeah. They, oh. cut that, they cut that right out. They don't leave they don't, that in. They don't leave that in. They don't leave the oh. me, my, mo, moo. Yeah. yeah. Or when they're chasing a mosquito or <laughs> the shop. Oh, wait, wait, I left that in. <laughs> <laughs> Get back here. Yeah. Now, there was a, a, the last video I just put up. There was a, I was trying to do the little end thing, and there's this yellow jacket, and I thought it was a, a honeybee. Ah! So I was like, I thought it was from the, the bees that are on the property. And I was like, oh, it's a honeybee. And I, I always try to get it to land on my finger. And so I'm like, kind of walking over the thing and getting, and then I'm like, ah! Oh! <laughs> I took my hat off. I just started like swatting it. <laughs> and I, it was just funny to watch me do that. So I looked at the film. <laughs> I, yeah, I do that. I leave, I leave gaps in there that are funny. Yeah. Like I, this video that you were going to watch later, Tim. I. Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you'll watch it. It's a good one. It's a thank you to you. Uh, I, no, I watched it earlier today. I, that's all he did. He I watched checked, that I part of it, and he stopped watching. Yeah, I, I saw the analytics. You stopped watching after a minute and a half. You'll have to watch the rest later. It's a 10-minute video. I watched the whole thing because I wanted to see if there's more of me in it. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I dropped one of the spindles, and I just thought it was funny to leave it in there. I, sometimes I did sometimes see the that. gaps are funny. Yeah, no, I like that because you dropped it, but then you didn't go get it. You just grabbed another. No. one. <laughs> I was like, nuts yeah. to this. I got a million of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the other thing I, I liked about the video, and you've done it a couple times now, is um, I've I've enjoyed the um, the pacing of it because you, you know because you don't do fast forward. You're kinda, nope. Usually avoid that, um, but I, I've. I've enjoyed the the um, the sound, like the the sound of silence, and I, I've done that in a few videos too because I, I like that because there's that a lot of times you watch these videos and there's like there's like 
you know, club music playing and everything sped up. And that's not what, what a lot of my shop time is. My shop time, I felt like, I feel like you captured mm-hmm. what that time feels like. If you're outside, you break down a pallet, there's birds chirping. I really enjoyed that. Thank so you. Pacing as in timing, not expectant father. Timing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've Call decided back. I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to avoid doing music. I, I feel like it's kind of passe at this point a little bit for me anyway. Um, I, I want to sort of explore that. I did for a long time. I avoided music and I and I just did the shop sounds and I really liked it. And now I'm just kind of was like realizing, oh yeah, that's right. I'm a musician. I could just be like making my own music. I was gonna say if yeah. you can do your it's own like music, it's different. I think. And I'm making. It's like if I'm making a guitar video, like there should probably be music in it. <laughs> yeah, well that makes sense. Yeah. But I've been inspired a lot by some of the more uh, like the timber framing videos, like the, the Mr. Chickadee does them, and uh, and it's just the it's, sound. It's of, tiny. Yeah, 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 but they're like that's timber me too. Yeah, but they're just mm. doing like this guy Chickadee. He's like it's just the sound of nature. He's out there. He's building a massive crossbeam for a house he's building or whatever. And all you hear is the sound of the tools and mm-hmm. their hand tools. So there is more romance to it. But you know, all you hear is that. And I don't know. I like it. Yeah, the sound of the router is not. No, but I, I bring the volume down on those. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know. So here's something to help you with because when we do our podcast we can see each other and you are you have one of the cutest smiles ever you really do your, your smile is adorable keep going what but but your videos you don't smile enough so i want to i want to give you something to think of while you're working in the shop just uh-huh. a little something something in your in your brain Here to help goes. with the timing and the pacing uh-huh. and it's it's just a little something i just came up with right now okay you ready and it's 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 okay boom 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 and just do that in your head. While, and, and you're going to smile because you're going to go, darn that, Lutz. Darn him. Hmm, I do say that, but not related yes. to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you'd be so I, pretty if you just smiled a little bit, Phil. Yeah, you know? hey, hey, sweetheart. Hey, why don't <laughs> you, you show know, us those pearly whites? <laughs> I, I just feel Tell like... Nights. Yeah. No, we just nope. made that up. Um, 50s men. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Pretty much. I just feel like I'd be kind of looking like a lunatic, just randomly smiling in a video, like... Was he passing gas? What's he doing over there? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Is that why you're always smiling in your videos? Ask Casey. That's what she'll tell you. Okay, I, I will. I'll, you know what? Maybe text her right now, actually. My phone's been blowing up over here, so. <laughs> yeah. As a case uh, of yeah, recording no. right now, I'll, I'll text her later. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Phil, you be you. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you just be you. I'm giving that a yeah, shot. But do, you're you're I, right, Bill. You are absolutely right. I do have a tremendous smile, but I, you know, I'll use it where it's appropriate. So thank you for that. Well, you can't whip that it thing is, out all the time. I mean, I was going to no. say it is kind of it's kind of a weapon in a way. So you have to use it responsibly. <laughs> I try to. I try to, but you know, I just can I can I, I we're getting close to the end. I want to leave one last tip before we we go into our. Are what we're uh, watching thing, and that is that limitations are your friend. So whenever we talk about shops and shop setup and stuff, and it's like like you had talked about earlier, Phil, of that like, well, you don't need a million dollar tools, you know, to do million dollar projects. That mm-hmm. it, the the less you have, the more creative you have to be, and the better your end result is. And 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 I really really do believe that. Like some some of my best projects have been the ones that I made before I had the CNC before I had the welder because I had to find solutions for what I had. And it wasn't always in a can of silver spray paint. <laughs> Let's hope it stays but, there. Yeah. yeah and, but you know, I mean like to, to just, you know, like, like 
finding a way to rig up your belt sander into your vice and putting a table on it and using that. It, it, because for me, it, it isn't just about the end result in the project. It is about the journey. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like, even though the end result might not be as pretty if you had that, that $700 belt sander you know the 48 inch belt and stuff the fact that you found a solution with your ten dollar yard sale handheld belt sander is so gratifying and is so important and is so much what it's all about right it's it's, oh, yeah. it's an integral part of the journey i would say mm-hmm. um if you think that you need to start off being creative with a thousand dollars worth of tools you don't and i think that's the point it's like it's not saying that you're not going to want to upgrade uh the more you you'll find that area that you want to invest your money into but don't start off that way start off with a right. few basic things make something you know, like you know i love this cheapo hammer but the saw is terrible so buy a nicer hand saw and then you know you let let what your interests are dictate where your journey takes you and and where you want to invest your money because it's it, it, if if you just start, you don't want to spend a bunch of money on something you really don't have a lot of interest in. That's yeah. a you know hundred percent right, and that's that's probably the best tip that you could have left with. It's like don't buy a bunch of tools hoping that maybe you'll use them. Pick projects and then buy tools around them. Mm. You know, like yes, I started off with the twenty dollar belt sander that I mounted or whatever. But then, you know, I figured out that I kind of do need a decent stationary sander. So I got that and that it sort of transformed my process. Mm-hmm. So had I just gotten something without necessarily – and we all have those tools that we bought thinking we use them and they just stay on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yep. So save your money, I guess. Yeah, wait until it's like the third or fourth time you need it. You know, yeah, because <laughs> then you realize, oh yeah, maybe I really need this. Right, just, exactly. The, the important thing is get out in the shop. Get out, get out, be creative. You know, it, whether you're using saws or pencils, whatever. I mean, just get out there and, and express your creativity. Just, and, just make something. Can we have some fun? Can we just, yeah? Can we just, can have, we just some have some fun? Some fun? I can't. I don't fun? just make something. I don't. I don't think you can say that. I remember the, the lawyers. Oh, the cease and desist. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, David. We're sorry. David. Is that the same as the restraining order I got? It's probably related. Yeah. Prob. Well, yeah. I would. By the way, I hope to. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna try and see David on my way to Michigan. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, cool. I have to drive right through Ohio, so I asked him if I could come. You know, come to his house and like you know take a shower, you know, or whatever. That's <laughs> that's totally appropriate. Yeah. It's funny because you know? yeah. in Boston he said he really never wanted to see you again. So I, I, I don't. I know, and I was surprised. <laughs> he's he's such a gentleman. He said yes. So. That was probably a joke. I yeah well either that not or, 100%, but either that or the yes I can come to his house is a joke you know? one one or the other man one, one or, the, or other. the other he's gonna give me directions to his old house he's already moved out it's empty exactly yeah. so you're gonna want to make a yeah, left come on turn over. around Kentucky yeah. don't even knock just walk in and say hi yeah. I'm Tim Sway already ready to take the shower <laughs> some elderly couple in there yeah. so the showers where. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. okay, so uh, we already did that. We did that. Uh, what are we watching, Tim? What are you watching? Uh, I I haven't been watching a lot. I've only gotten a chance to watch a, f- a couple of videos lately. I've been doing other things, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. But so I'm, my, I've mentioned tips from a shipwright before, but I'm mentioning them again. That he's got a new series out and he's he's building a dory and I don't really fully know what that means because I'm not a ship guy or a boat guy. I just love listening to this guy impart his knowledge and I've already every time I watch one of these videos I'm like oh well that doesn't sound like anything that's ever going to be useful to me but then I watch it and I'm like oh my god there's all these useful shop tips like what this whole 
you know, podcast has been about just of his, his thought process and how he records information. This guy's been doing this stuff forever in a day. And he's just so knowledgeable. Like he, in one one of the the episodes of this, it was the first or second. He's just walking around the lumberyard where he's finding a log that he's going to mill up for the wood that he needs for this boat. And he's explaining why he picked which log. And it's like I never, I, I never had the opportunity or luxury to have to pick a log. And now, if I needed to, I feel like I actually know a little bit about how to do that and to pick the right log to get milled for the job. Like who, you know, it's, it's just fascinating stuff for anybody that's that wants to really d- develop their their craft and their understanding of woodworking uh tips from a shipwright is a guy to listen to yeah this guy knows what he's talking about i the one video of his that stands out for me and it's kind of silly that it does but the difference between red oak and white oak you know, oh yeah that, well, this is fa- this is the most famous one yeah yeah <laughs> just because oh that's the he, that's why they use white oak instead of red oak and he shows ships. it and you see it and it all of a sudden it makes sense it's like yeah i've noticed a red oak and white oak because you know it's like oh so i'll just I'll buy the white oak and it's, yeah. they're, they're totally different yeah but they, you don't notice it on the surface so you start working with it but then you don't really make the connections and then he makes the connections because he sat and thought about it for 700 hours while he's been hand planing down a side of a boat somewhere and you know he just like yeah. shares this information within 10 minutes you're like just like gain like years of information yeah you know? Totally. It's, it's it's weird whether it's somebody like him uh, with all that knowledge and experience or somebody who's newer on the scene that has a lot of knowledge and experience, Matt Cremona, somebody mm. in the middle, uh, my best friend Spags. He's not your best friend. Uh, there's so many people out there. For as long as I've been, <laughs> For as long as I've been doing things, for as long as I've been uh, a maker, there's so many people out there that make me realize constantly how little I know about yeah. everything. Yeah. You know? I said I was sorry about that, and you really are getting better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, no, it's, trying. It's, it's working mostly. Uh, you, no, you're you, absolutely right, of course. Yeah. What are, you, what are you watching to get better and smarter, Bill? Well, I, I got to tell you, um, I like you have been – I've been engrossed in my, my guitar daughter project thing. Did I mention I have a daughter? I got to say. Yes. Okay, anyway. Um so instead of a video, because I haven't been watching a lot of videos, I noticed somebody who follows our podcast, who also follows me on Instagram, uh, has an Etsy store, and it's Bell Custom Woodwork. And that's the link I want to leave is to their Etsy store, Charlie Bell and their partner. Um, they have a Facebook account as well, and they're on Instagram as Bell Custom Woodwork. Uh, follow them, check it out and see what they are making. Uh, the Etsy store is full of great projects, uh, affordable stuff. We're not talking $10,000 tables It's stuff anybody can enjoy. So why not promote one of our, one of our fellow makers and what they are doing and supporting themselves in their business by checking out bell custom woodwork on Etsy, Facebook, and Instagram. And Charlie, Thank you so much for the beautiful work. And the reason I know they follow us is because um, when I left the post about Aspen, uh, they said, uh, Bill, I was listening to this while you were dropping the bomb on the podcast, and I wanted to reach through and just give you a hug right there. It's so awesome about you and your daughter. And it's like, oh, my God. And then I'm like, oh, wait, here's this person that has all this cool stuff. So check out Bell Custom Woodwork on Etsy, Facebook, and Instagram. I, I love that you, you're plugging an Etsy shop. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's I'd just, love it more um, if you plugged mine, but that's all right. I almost plugged your video this week, and then I decided not to, Phil. Nah, that would be tacky. Then you accuse me of not watching it, so, you know. <laughs> hey, but but think well. about it, Phil. As beautiful as you are in your smile, 
You are a member of this community that we are all a part of, and it's just amazing. And I, I can't tell you the amount of love and support that comes out of it at all times. All times. All the time. It's just love. I love you all. 100%. 100%. What are you working on? What kind of love are you making, Phil? Watching. What are you watching with love? <laughs> Always you know, got to make it awkward. I know. know. It just like, you know, he does, he puts a period at the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> um, real quick, though, I want to give a shout out and do a live sticker opening from Joe Pierce. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Joe Pierce maker sticker. And he's a big fan of the podcast. And I love you too, brother. Thank you. It's actually, it says more than that, but it's kind of personal. So I'm, I'm not going to read that. I thought that might be the cease and desist letter also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's well, change really the name of the podcast from Reclaimed Audio to The Bill Show. This I think week. we did this week. It's Bill I'm Bill's. so down for that. Uh, hey, huge surprise. <laughs> um, okay. So what am I watching? You didn't ask. Um, I I'm did. Gonna, did he you? did, but then he interrupted you right. before you got a chance right. to talk. He th- what are you yeah, watching? Exactly. Enough about you. Yeah. <laughs> But I put up my finger. Yeah. Yes. You sure did. Let me put up mine. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so hard, man. I really do. Okay. Let's. All right. So um, I'm watching the Alabama Woodworker. And uh, he's a gentleman who. What's that? Where's he from? Uh, Connecticut. And uh, I don't know where he's from. Probably, probably Alabama, somewhere in the south. And uh, he makes gorgeous stuff. And I just came across this this video that he just put out called "Sewing Table and Stool Part One." Yeah, I, I've watched his stuff like in the past, maybe at the very beginning of when his channel first came out. And then I don't know why I wasn't subbed. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Anyway, so he's made a whole bunch of incredible content that I need, now need to binge on. And this guy has an amazing shop. Like, it's two out of three bays in his garage. And it's, yeah, it's super clean and amazing. Anyways, he just put out this thing. It's like this green and green arts and crafts sort of inspired table and bench. And it's really cool. He just put out part one 18 hours ago. I guess that was yesterday. Um, And it was cool. And and I commented on one of his videos. And then we sort of exchanged Instagram. And and now we're on our way to being best friends. So it's pretty cool. (laughs) Mm. How does Mark uh, feel about this, Bags? We're not exclusive, and he knew that from day one. So yeah. That's know. why he's my best friend now. Just saying. He's not your best friend. You keep drinking your cross. So, um, and that's and that is what I am watching. So, let's move this right along. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm at Phil Pinsky. On YouTube, I guess you just search my name. I don't know. Uh, check out ironandsoul.com. I don't know. If, did I mention it on the show or the no, pre-show? No, you didn't mention your new tool. Yeah, let's Im- take a second. Bit, what, what do you call it? It's Exclusive. a tool distribution business. It's called okay. ironandsoul.com, and I sell premium woodworking tools. Um, the first line that I have is a line of uh, tools out of Japan called Suizan. So it's uh, some saws and hand planes. And uh, there's a pre-sale going on right now. I should have inventory in a couple of weeks. But uh, obviously the pre-sale helps in uh, in funding that inventory and getting it here faster. So that's where I appreciate the uh, the support of the community. 
Uh, like I said, it's ironandsoulsole.com, and uh, that is what I'm trying to really push for because that's that's where I want to be. Um, don't uh, some uh, notable makers? Uh, we don't have to mention names, but notable makers are using that particular brand because they are that quality. That is that is a tremendous uh, opportunity for me to say something. Uh, actually, before right as I was first starting out this venture, you know that was very magnanimous of you. Thank you. Uh, I think James Wright did a video on this exact brand of saws, and I think he just got them off Amazon. But that that is what I'm selling. So if you want, I'm going to be doing a demo video because I just got my production samples. So I'll do like a project with them or whatever, just to demonstrate the tools. But he's already done one to talk about them. Uh, so thank you, James, for that. That's very helpful. And uh, and I and a huge, huge, massive thank you to uh, the uh, well, let's say the dozen and a half or so people who already have placed orders and have uh, placed their trust in me. So I I greatly appreciate that and the support. Um, I'm I'm one of them. I didn't place my my trust in you specifically, but I did really like the looks of one of those <laughs> saws. And, uh, and, and I'm assuming you're going to make good. <laughs> I most likely will. Yeah, probably. Um, and the, you know the, the Canadian to American conversion you know worked good that day. But uh, I'm I'm excited to get one of these because it looks like a, a fantastic saw, and uh, I have the perfect project video to make. Uh, I just thought of now when I get it. So sweet. And also, Bill got one, so thank you for that. Yeah, and you're uh, you're also affiliated with Toolmasters, I believe. I am affiliated with Toolmasters. So if you are a member of Toolmasters, you get ten percent off. So. Uh, I guess private message Izzy all day and all night on how to do that. Or, <laughs> or go the thing is, got he's up and he'll answer every one of them, yeah. so that's cool. Or or go to the website, I guess. Uh, yeah. WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to uh, Justin Sparks for that. TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne for that. Uh, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, especially show topics. We're running on fumes here. Uh <laughs> I'm laughing bad. because that's not true. It just so happened this week. Um, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or uh, at reclaimedaudio on Twitter. Uh, hit us up on – nope, that's not what I meant to say. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. They are very important in getting people – more people to listen to the podcast. Super important. And patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. Thank you so much to all of our current supporters, but we'd love to get your support as well. And you get access to the uh, to the exclusive pre-show where all gloves are off, and we say things we would never say on the main show. They they make me cry. Yeah, it's great. You're gonna love it. Yeah, we do. One of us is close to tears this week. Yeah, yeah, but more from exasperation. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> two of us were close to tears this week. <laughs> So, with that being said, uh, massive thank you to everyone for your support and kindness and, uh, and, and really, really nice words. I, I appreciate them all, and um, have a great week, guys. Bye, yes. everybody. Be good. <laughs>